Was that the most beautiful Christmas carol you've ever seen? You know, I found that this week, and uh, I've been watching it, and I just had to bring it to you today because I want you I have a goal. I'm, uh, you know, my spiritual gift is exhortation, and so I want to exhort you today. I want to inspire you. I want to um, encourage you to um, have that kind of faith, that kind of love that kind of trust. You know, my husband and I were having a conversation not too long ago, and I said, you know, I think that we've been on pause in this season that we're living in. We've been on pause, but it's time to hit the play button. As the whole world gets ready to celebrate Christmas, we know the reason. We know Jesus his spirit lives on the inside of us, and I want you to experience that kind of anointing in your life. Did you, did you notice how uh, in love with Jesus they were in that moment? How anointed music is amazing. It carries us. It's a vehicle that will carry you right into the throne room. We have the best praise team, and, and they do an amazing job. They take us there. Uh, um, Joni needs to teach us how to clap still. We haven't got that down yet, but um, last week during um, service, I was sitting over here, and I I just want so desperately for you to know God like I do. I want you to be free like I am. I want you to worship him with abandon like they did. That's my goal for you today. That's my hope. That's my prayer. I've sought the Lord. I believe it is his will. As a matter of fact, did you holler get ready back there? I said to Rick, is he talking to me? He said, I didn't hear nothing. And I was like, maybe it was God. <laughs> but it was you, wasn't it? He won't say. <laughs> Get ready. I, I heard that. Get ready uh, in more, more ways than one. But this is my new famous favorite Christmas album. It's called The Birth of a King. And uh, what I told Rick, I found a new Christmas album. He said, oh, no. Because generally then, uh, do you remember when, um, was it for King and Country came out with the little drummer boy, you know, and they got all the drum. I mean, if you haven't seen that YouTube, you need to find it and watch it. It is amazing. And I, I said, Rick, I think we need to do that in our church. <laughs> I was joking because but then when I had him look at it, he's like, we can't do that. So um, when I told him about this, I said, no, I'm not asking you to do it. I mean, they have an orchestra. And you know what? This guy, the guy playing the baby grand piano, he's actually from Grand Rapids. He lives in Franklin, Tennessee now. His name is Tommy Prophet. And he, uh, I, I read up on him a little bit, and he wanted for 15 years to make this album, but he never had the time until this year. And this year, I don't know if you've thought about this. I hadn't thought about it until I started, you know, seeing some of the musicians, like, playing in their garage. Um, 
you know, music is a talent. It's a gift that's God-given. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I wished I had gotten that gift. I did not. But God gave that gift to men and women. You know what I mean? And there's an anointing in music that, like I said, it will carry you somewhere. And um, this guy, he wanted to do traditional Christmas songs, but he wanted to put his own spin on them. He's a composer. He's a songwriter. He's a producer. Um, and, and 15 years he thought about doing this, and then this year he suddenly had the time. See, like I said, we've been on pause, but it's time to hit play. He actually picked 17 different featured artists for this album, and he listened to their range, and then he put the songs in a key that would accommodate their range before he even asked them to do it. And not one of them said no. He, he goes on to say that the stories that have come in since this album was produced, and I, you know, I'm not trying to sell it or anything. I just, it's anointed. And, and the, the um, you know, he's gotten all these messages from people that tell about how God touched their life through this album. And he said he felt like God wanted this album to go out now at the end of 2020 to bring hope to his people. And, you know, in this season that we're in, there are a lot of people that need to be stirred up with hope and joy and peace. This has been a year like no other, the most tumultuous year of my life. I know some of you that are older than me, you've walked through some uh, years um, that were troublesome. I was a, a kid or a teenager during the Vietnam War era. And I know that prior to that, there was, you know, depressions. There's been um, pandemics before. But in, in our lifetime, this is the most uh, tumultuous time that has happened. It's scary. It's serious. I don't know whether you're focusing on the virus or the government. It can all produce a lot of stress in your life. And uh, I was reminded of the story that Mr. Rogers uh, told. I, if you're young, you don't know who Mr. Rogers is. He was a Presbyterian minister, actually. I didn't know that. But he had a preschool television show, the kindest, most gentlest man, right? His show ran from 1968 to 2001. And he said that when he was a kid and, and the news would scare him, his mom would always say, look for the helpers. There are always helpers. You'll always find people who are helping. And so I want you to grab a hold of that word today because this is such a good, uplifting word for the season even that we live in. That when times are trying, look for the helpers. If you'll look, you'll see them. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be one. I thought about titling my message, The Tradition Transition. I'm really bad with titles. They, didn't even, they don't even ask me anymore what's the title because I'm just like, I don't know, just pick one. December 13th, 2020. <laughs> but maybe we needed a reset. You know, God didn't cause this, but he'll use it. 
there's a scripture in the Bible at Romans 8, 28. It says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. So many people have said, I didn't have the time to do this or that until this year. And now we have the time. We've had the time. We spent our time productively. We tore the house apart and put it back together in the beginning of this year. And then we spent about a month just reading and snacking and watching movies. But it's time to get back to work, ladies and gentlemen. There's, the harvest fields are ripe. Bad things have happened, but God promises to work, work it all out for our good. This is a promise to believers, to those who love God and are called according to his purposes, even though there are bad, sad, evil, wicked things that might touch your life, God will use them to ultimately bring about good, both in your life and around the world. All things may not be good, but God can and will use all things for good. He can and will. You know, my mom died of COVID just this October. And I remember going to God and saying, well, where's the good in that? How are you going to work this out for good? You know, she, had got, she got COVID and she was sick for 12 days and then she was gone. How are you going to use that for good? You know, he showed me so many things about my mom. She, I'm just, I'm tickled about her. Uh, she loved Ricky most. And uh, as a matter of fact, some of the last coherent words she ever said were, is Ricky home from work yet? Although she was in the hospital and she didn't know what she was talking about. But um, <laughs> she loved him most. You know, somebody said to me, your mom was always going to die at your house. And I had to think about that. If somebody asked me, how long is she going to stay with you? I said, till the end, all the way, I don't know, you know. She grieved the loss of her life because she was blind. She couldn't see. She, she couldn't live at home. She couldn't live with her husband. She grieved a lot. She lost a lot. She hated hated being blind. I think of her every night I get up in the middle of the night and try and find the bathroom. That was her life. She couldn't see nothing. I posted a picture of her just recently from the last year's Christmas tea. We were right out there and I drug her out there for a picture and everybody said, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Zoom in on her face, would you? <laughs> because she is giving me a dirty look. Oh, but I love her. I love her, and I love that about her. And you know what? God uh, has her now. Every time I say we lost her, he says, no, you didn't. I know where she's at. <laughs> God can work anything out for good if you're willing to look for the good. In Matthew um, chapter 4, verse 18, I was reading one day, and it's the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and he um, was walking along the Sea of Galilee, it says, uh, just walking down the beach. And he saw two fishermen that were pulling in a net, and he, he spoke to them, he called them, and he said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And while I was reading that the other day, I really felt like God said to me in that moment, where were you when I called you? 
Where were you when I said, follow me? And I'm going to pose that question to you today. Where were you when God said, follow me? Because you're here because he did. And I want you to think about that. Think about where were you, what you were doing. Can you remember where you were when God said, follow me? I'm trying to stir you up today. That's what I'm trying to do. Where were you when God said, follow me? And why? Why does he want you to follow him? Well, he told Simon and Peter, I'll make you fishers of men instead of fishers of fish. Although I believe they did continue to fish. Why was Jesus moved with compassion for people? Why did he feed the 5,000 and the 4,000? Why did he heal the sick? Why did the lyricist of this song write, Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appears and the soul felt its worth? This is a message for us today. So many people don't know their worth. Maybe you don't know your worth. I want to talk about your soul for just a minute. You know, there's a God-shaped hole in the middle of you. I thought of all of this last week during worship, actually. There's a God-shaped hole in the middle of you that only he can fill. You are a spirit and a body. You have a soul, your mind, will, and emotion. But without Jesus, that pit is empty. You, you are empty on the inside. We celebrate now, this time of year, the fact that God came to the earth in the form of a baby. He became a man. And he wants to fill you up on the inside. The Bible says, wherever two or three are gathered together in your name, there I am in the midst of them. When we gather here together and, and when the anointing is present through worship, it's like there's a door that's been opened in the heavenlies for us to enter into. Now, you know, it doesn't only happen here. Actually, if, if Jesus is your Lord, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Now, maybe you need to get filled back up. So you can encounter him everywhere you go. But when we're in here, there's more than two or three. And the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, I always, I always ask him to rise up, rise up. Because I want this place to be filled with the glory of God. When, when somebody hollered, are you ready? Get ready. I was like, okay, God. I want so much for you to be willing to let God fill you up on the inside because, ladies and gentlemen, we have to pour him out on a broken, lost, sick, and dying world. And, and it's prime time, people. There, I was thinking about kind of the steps of worship, you know, because I know we have a lot of new people in church and... Uh, and there, there, is, there are kind of some steps. I mean, at least there was for me. I remember when Rick took me to this crazy church and, and you know, everyone's worshiping. And, and I said, I actually said, I'm not going to raise my hands and they can't make me. That's where I was at. 
I didn't understand. I didn't know what these people were doing, who they were waving at or anything. You know, and then, and then, uh, you know, step, so step one is like <clears throat> arms folded. I'm a little bit closed up. For, for men, it's hands in the pocket. You got them tied down. A lot of men do that. They, I think they tie their hands down because they're afraid they'll just fly right up if they're not careful. So they keep them hands in them pockets, you know. I've, to, I've told people, get your hands out of your pockets. Not really to their face, just kind of as a group. <laughs> Girls can do that too, but I see that with the men. And even little boys, they're copying you. They got their hands tied down. You know, then we get to, okay, we still need to learn to clap because that, we can't do it. I'm sorry, Joni. We... Uh, I told you I can't carry a tune in a bucket. We can't clap on rhythm. Is that the right way to say it? <clears throat> on beat. Okay, see, I don't even know the lingo. He told me one time I did the stupidest thing. It was the stupidest thing. Our church had a talent show, and I decided to sing a song. I was doing it for Jesus. Granted, he never asked me to. And I sort of paid attention to that, but I was young and naive, and I started singing. Rick was accompanying me on guitar, and then he stopped, and he looked at me, and he goes, you're in the wrong key. I don't even know what a key is. I'm just like, if looks could kill, he wouldn't be here today, because I was just like, just play the guitar. That will never, ever happen again. But I was trying. I was trying. So, okay, we clap. We sway. You know what? You know where I want you to be? I want to get you to the day where you are open and free and you can expose your soul. I saw that girl do that. Maybe it was a guy. Do you know what happens when you open yourself to receive? God can enter in. You can practice this at home if you want because you're going to feel exposed and vulnerable. But gosh, I want you to go there. I want you to go there because that is the good spot. That is where when you get to the place where you can stand before the Lord open, vulnerable, exposed. It's like you've opened your heart and your soul to him. If you would try that, you're going to experience him like you never have before. You have to turn your mind off. I used to fight with my mind all the time in worship. I would be like, you know, I'd like to go up to the front. Every other church I've ever been to, we would flood the altar. All my problems were solved at the altar. I'd go up there and cry. You know, in the beginning, I had to get over the fact that, you know, what do I look like from behind, you know, when I'm up here? These pants make my hind end look wide or what, you know? You got to get out of there. If you're making your grocery list in your brain during church, you got to turn your mind off. Not that we should be mindless, but in order to get here, you've got to get out of here. Right? You know, our minds, where's my Bible? We're supposed to wash our minds with the water of the word. There's a treatment for your mind. 
and it is the word of God, it changes your mind. It washes your mind. My mom told me one time, don't go to that church. They're brainwashing people over there. I don't know why she said that, but my response was, mom, most people need their brains washed. That's the word of God. It is to change your mind. And you have to read it. You have to be in it. You have to do what it says. But there's another part. There's another thing. There are some things you need to do to position yourself to be changed. You have to open yourself up to receive. I don't know why. Last week, God told me. He showed me all this stuff. And I, I, I have to believe it's because there's some people here maybe that you want to open yourself up to receive everything that God has for you, but you're scared. And I just want to encourage you to get over that. Do it afraid, right? Because in this season that we live in, Times are bad for a lot of people, and they need what's in you. They need the spirit of the living God that's in you. Jesus said, you know, my peace I leave with you. He said, um, you know, he told his disciples that he was leaving, and they were sad, and they didn't understand. And he said, it's good for you that I go, because when I go, the Father will send the Spirit, and he'll be in you. You know the mystery of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three in one. God became a man, came to the earth in flesh as that baby. The whole world is getting ready to celebrate him. But a lot of people don't even know him at all. But you do. And then when Jesus left the earth, he said, it's good for you that I go because the Father will send the Spirit and the Spirit will come to live on the inside of you. He'll be your inner guide. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll help you. Where are the helpers? There's one living on the inside of you. You're the helper. Because you carry the helper. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Not peace like the world has. My peace. There's a whole different level of peace with Christ. It's peace. It's unexplainable. It's, it goes without understanding. It, it's peace in the midst of the storm. There's peace. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. The whole world is looking for love and for peace. Everybody wants to be loved. Girls, as I don't know about young boys, never been one, but as girls, we romanticize love to such a degree that we are waiting. Someday we're going to meet Prince Charming. He's going to sweep us off our feet. And, you know, that, that's the kind of love that we yearn for. Maybe, maybe men yearn for that kind of love, too. You know, and then we grow up and then we meet a man. and Maybe he sweeps us off our feet. But then one day you wake up and he don't like your attitude. <laughs> And frankly, you don't like his either. I'm not speaking from experience, of course, but, you know, that unconditional kind of love that we all yearn for, it's found in Jesus. 
So, young ladies, you can have that love. You can have that love. Expect it. You can have that love that will never turn its back on you, never thinks your breast stinks, is never mad at your attitude. You can have that kind of love living on the inside of you and carry it with you everywhere you go so that you can let it spill out. But that's not found in an earthly vessel. It's found in Christ alone. And, you know, when you get that revelation, girls, then you can let your husbands off the hook because he can't live up to that expectation. He knows he can't. And, and, and it, it doesn't help to put that expectation on him. But Christ in you can give you that kind of love, that kind of love that the world is searching for. We carry it on the inside. See, I want you to be filled. I want you to be full. I want you to expose your heart and your soul to God so that he can come in and fill you to the full with love and peace. Because then you can share it with the world. Which takes me back to the tradition transition. You may be thinking, well, you lost track of that one. But you know what? Today, things are not as they were. Life has changed considerably for maybe all of us. And things may never be the same again. This is not the new normal. But we, things may not go back the way they were. And so we need to transition. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. When I thought about tradition transition, I thought about my adult children. When my children became adults and they no longer <laughs> want to uh, or are able to um, carry out the traditions that we've always had. It's hard. It's hard to make that transition when your kids grow up. And they, have their, they want their own traditions now. And you have to change some things. You have to be able to transition. I speak from the voice of experience because I struggled with this big time. But I want my, my traditions now have become memorials. They're... they're there are things that I remember. You know, this song, whenever I hear the song that we played, it, it reminds me of my grandma merchant. I don't know why. It just takes me there in my spirit. It, it takes me to grandma's house. When, when the children of Israel left Egypt, of course, they went through the Red Sea. But after Moses passed, Joshua took them across the Jordan River. And God told Joshua, when you're going through the Jordan River, pick up 12 stones and take them on the other side and build an altar there with those stones. And then every time you see them, tell your kids the story about how God took you out of slavery, out of bondage, and he brought you through. And, and, and he brought you here to the land flowing with milk and honey. And and, and tell your kids about it. Let this be a memorial that reminds you. And so I submit to you today, if your traditions have to change, then build some memorials. 
some things that remind you of times gone past, but we can't go back there. A very wise woman said to me one day, stop looking back. That's not the direction you're going. Some things are going to have to transition now. And I don't want you to be afraid of that. And, I, and if you have to grieve some things, okay. But then you've got to move on. You've got to keep moving on. And how do you do that? You do that by being wide open to the Spirit of God and letting Him fill you. You know, when you've got trouble, you go to Him with it. And he'll tell you the answers. I feel bad for people who don't hear God speak in their life. And I think the only reason you don't is because you're not asking him any questions. Because you don't think he will answer. But he will. But you got to be talking. See, there has to be a dialogue. You have to talk to him and he will answer. He'll help you to do the traditions. Or, excuse me, to transition. Some of our traditions are in the past, and they're over. Jesus said in Matthew uh, chapter 5, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be sons and daughters of God. So maybe that's the message for this Sunday. The peacemakers. We're the, we are the sons and daughters of God, right? We're supposed to be the peacemakers. Is, this, is there hostility in your family? Be the helpers. Be the peacemakers. We need God's help to do this. We can't do it on our own, but this is where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. And I, and I am so desperate for you to be open, wide open, to receive God's help in everything that you have before you to do. We don't know what's up ahead. You know what God told me one time? He said, the reason there's so many curves in the road is so that you can't see what's around the corner. You just have to trust me. And so I submit that to you today. Trust him. <gasps> it's noon. You're going to have to dig in my purse. I know that you hate to, you're scared to go there. He always just brings it to me. I ain't going in there. I'll fall in and never come out. This alarm that we, some of us, only a couple still, have on our phones is to remind us at noon to rebuke COVID-19. And so let's do that right now. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. Father, we're your kids, your sons and your daughters. And Father, we just appeal to you today, Father. We pray, Father, that as you hear our prayers, Father, that you will do what needs to be done, Father, to stop this thing in its tracks. The Lord curse COVID-19 in Jesus' holy name. Father, we command it to stop. We pray for healing power to be evident on the face of the earth. We pray for all those that have lost family members, Father, that might be sick. We ask for healing, Father. And Lord God, in every aspect, as this is 
done more than just affected our flesh, Father. It's a spe- it has affected every avenue of our lives. And so we ask that you would take control, that you would be Lord in our lives, and that you would see us through. Father, help us. Help us to be the helpers. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. So this life that I'm talking about, this is a lifestyle. It's not just something that happens on Sunday. It's not just an attitude for every once in a while. But you, we should, and, you know, I'm just like everybody else. We're human. But we could and we should live a lifestyle of being open before God receptive to everything he wants to teach us and tell us and have us do, so full of his love and his acceptance, his unconditional love, that it will spill out on others. This isn't something that you can accomplish. This is something that he accomplishes in you. Your only task is to be open. Every time that we get together, you can pull on his spirit. Every time that you're in a position of worship, whether it's in your car, whether it's at home, wherever you are at work, any time that you are in a spirit of worship, you can pull on his spirit and it will fill you. Now we're getting ready to... um, I almost said adopt some babies. No. (laughs) Dedicate, dedicate. One, one time at baby dedication, I come in. He said, where's my wife? And I come in with a baby, and I said, look what I found. And he said, go put that back. <laughs> but we, uh, today is baby dedication Sunday, and um, we're going to dedicate some babies. And I'm, I'm, Pastor Rick is going to do that, not me. But I just want to say to you parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, friends, and relatives, Raising this child, it's a work you can't do all on your own. And you need the Spirit of God alive and well on the inside of you. You need his help. Whether you want to admit it or not, you need him. I know you know that. Christ in you is everything you need to know. And everything you need to do, he'll help you through. Rick, you want to come up and, Pastor Rick, I mean, dedicate some babies? Sure. Give Diane a big hand, would you? Uh, Awesome. Thank you, honey. I'll call you back up in a minute. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good word. Today we have the uh, grand opportunity to dedicate some babies, some kids. It's a wonderful thing. I often say that it is uh, probably one of the most noble things. Hang on just a minute, Diane. Corey's bringing me some stuff. You can probably bring most of it. you have a, a, a run sheet for me? What do you want? What are you doing? What is that? What is this? What are those? Trust me, no one knows what's going on around here except for Corey, so that's all right. Amen. I believe it's one of the 
most noble things that I can do as a pastor. I love, I love marrying people. That's a, a noble thing, and I take it very seriously. I don't want to say that I love doing funerals because I don't love doing funerals, but that's also a very noble thing in this occupation, if I can call it that, that I do. Communion service, wow. There's, so we had a powerful communion service. Was it last week? And it was just a powerful time. And uh, dedicating babies. It's a pretty awesome deal. Baptizing. I think we have a baptism that's coming up, I think, on the 27th of this month. And so those are just some of the... Uh, it's fun to get to preach every week. It's, uh, it's, it's a, a task, if you will, to you know, um, manage the corporation, if I could put it that way, the church, and all the intricacies that's there. But, uh, boy, the noble things, those baby dedication is one of those. And it, it is an opportunity to really minister to the parents. I've always said that, and I believe it with all my heart, because by and large, other than one that we're going to dedicate today, who I believe is, what, six? Six years old. Um, the little babies don't have a clue what we're doing. Um, but mom and dad do. Grandma and grandpa do. The voices in these children's life is mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, and oftentimes a pastor in their life. And so you have to have, I think this is, a, this is I don't know why we don't just call it Parent Dedication Day. Because <laughs> that, that's really what it is. There'll come a day in all of these kids, I think we have three, three today, is that right? Three today that uh, they'll make a decision, a personal decision for Jesus Christ. And that'll be their decision. It won't be mom and dad's decision. It'll be their decision someday along the line, where, how, whatever age that may be, where they recognize, I need a Savior, and they'll make a decision for Jesus Christ. But this moment right now, by and large, they don't really know what's going on other than they're being escorted to the front and some good-looking bald guy's going to hold them. That's a... <laughs> That's all. Glory to God for all the bald men in the house. Amen. Uh, God doesn't put marble tops on cheap furniture, just so you know. So, right. <laughs> so uh, this is a great opportunity. I love it very, very much. And so this morning, without further ado, let's get ready to dedicate some parents. I do pray over the children. I lay my hands upon them. I anoint them with oil. Uh, we very much consider this a good and important Christian ceremony and Christian ritual, if you will. But it really is a moment that the moms and dads say, I make a commitment today to raise this child up in the admonition of the Lord. I make a decision today to make sure that this child's path intersects with God's destiny. That's what, you, that's what you're doing. You're making a decision today. You're going to say, I will make sure that this child's path intersects with God's destiny. And then we'll pray and believe together that when that moment happens, that child won't miss it. Amen? Because uh, it may be when they're out of your hands. You, and and the, little, the moms and dads of the little ones today are going, they ain't never going to be out of my hands. Oh, yeah, someday they're going to be out of your hands, and you'll still be their mom and dad, but uh, your days of parenting them will have come to a, an abrupt 
end, but not your days of loving them, not your days of being there for them, and not your days of being an example and a voice in their life. And not only moms and dads, but grandmas and grandpas. Come on for papas and mamas. Right on? I don't know how, what you, I love papa. I'm not sure if there's any mamas in the house or grandma. Are you all, all grandmas? You know, Diane decided early on she didn't want to ever be called granny. And uh, any grandmas, you have some different names that you use? Mimi. Mimi. Okay. Ra-ra, all the little ones called Diane Ra-ra. Yeah. I remember one time Diane got so mad that all the first words of all of our grandkids was Papa. And I think it was, right, right? And I think it was, uh, I don't remember whether it was Liam, Liam or Jack. It might have been Jack. She says, I'm going to tell him right from the beginning that I'm Papa. <laughs> so she, wanted to get, she wanted to get the first words. So, but they're, they're still doing it. So would you bow your heads with me for a minute? Because I, I believe this is, this is not just a church moment. I believe this is a holy moment. I believe that something's going to take place in the heavenlies today. It's not just a ritual. Father, guide us now as we do a very important thing of committing a child unto you and dedicating moms and dads to that commitment. May your anointing be upon it. May it be a special event for every family member here, whether it's grandmas and grandpas, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever it may be. May it be a grand event for them all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Corey, I'm going to give these back to you. You, you reached forward to hand them to me. Hold that, honey. And then I took them from you, and I know you got an order for everything. Uh, of course. They're out of order, but just carry on, right? Oh. Don't worry about us. Uh, let's see. Can I use any order I want? If I used any order I want, would it mess up your order? No. Oh, boy. All right. Um, Gracie? Gracie, come here. Mom, Dad, Chad, Carly, Carrie, excuse me. And uh, grandmas, or any grandma, is there granny? Grandma, yeah, come on, come right up here for a minute. Let me get my anointing oil. Where's it at? As you can see, we're not too ritualistic around here. What are you hanging so tight to mommy for? Come here. Come here for a minute. Well, dad or mom, come sit by me. Oh, you're going to be all the way over there? <laughs> all right, so uh, I'm going to dedicate you to the Lord today, okay? That's a yes, in case you all don't know. Um, where's my paper at? Thank you. So you have a beautiful name. It's Gracie. Grace. Amazing Grace. Dad, won't you get down here on your knee with me? Grandma, I won't ask you to. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pray for you, okay? And I, I'm, I got some anointing oil. I want you to know that it's all 
I think it smells like perfume. It says it smells like perfume. Man, she's a nervous Nelly this morning. All right, so I'm going to lay a hand upon you and just going to touch you on your forehead with this little dab of oil. No? Can I touch you on your hands then? At least let me touch you on your hand. Just like this. See? If you're comfortable with that. Okay? Wait a minute. I want to hold your hand for a minute. It's all right. Dad, reach up and put your hand upon her. Holy God, I just pray that little Gracie's life would be so mapped out. Lord, we know you've already mapped out every step she'll ever take. And I pray that you'll give mom and dad the wisdom to somehow discern that and to see it and help little Gracie find her path in life and may her path in life intersect with the destiny and calling that you have for her. I pray that she will have health all the days of her life. She will be happy all the days of her life. And Lord, even though Chad might not like hearing this, out there somewhere there's a young boy, a little boy, that's probably going to be her husband someday. And I pray, Lord God, that he would be raised up in the Lord as well and that Gracie wouldn't even be able to find him without looking through you to find him. And so I call her blessed. I put my hand upon Chad and Mom, and I just ask, Lord God, that you would anoint them as they're making a dedication, a public dedication day today to raise little Gracie up in the admonition and the nurture of the Lord and to do everything that they can within their power to make sure that the path and the steps that she takes in life intersect with the destiny that you have for her and the calling that you have for her. I speak blessings over them both and over Grandma and over Sister. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, come on, y'all stand up. All right, so we have some, uh, we have some flowers for you for this day, and uh, here's a uh, certificate of dedication, and uh, I don't know if you have a Bible yet. How about, here's another one. Do you have one with your name on it? Now you got one with your name on it. What? Our grandma has a gift. Oh, for Grandma, come on here. Come here. Gracie thinks she's nervous. <laughs> you want to say something? I can't you hold can, it. I'll probably drop it. <laughs> oh, I'll hold it for you. We want to hear. Um, I got this for Gracie. It's the uh, nativity scene inside the snow globe. It says, Jesus is the reason. I was going to give it to her after church, but no. Someone said, give it to her in front of God and everybody. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's beautiful. Awesome. Chad, you want to say anything at all? Actually, I was hoping. The Bible says the father is supposed to pass a blessing on other children. And if you don't mind, I would like to take the opportunity. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I just pray for Gracie. The Lord, that the blessing of a father can pass on to a child. The Lord, furthermore, that it's, it's Papa God, mm. your blessing, Father, that yes. I ask that we can bestow upon Gracie. And not even Gracie, but also my other daughter, Helena. Yes. That's a... Uh, Yes. I can bless both of my children. Yes. And I just call them to use, to have a, you know, to serve you, Lord, openly. Yes. And not be ashamed of it. Mm. Lord, it's this blessing that I pour upon my children. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome deal. Let's give this family a big hand. Can we do that?
Awesome. God bless you. Awesome. We, we, again, we believe this to be a very serious moment, so I do each family individually, and uh, I, don't know, I don't know what we're going to do someday when there's 20 families and 20 babies, but that would be, might have to be a long service that Sunday. <laughs> but uh, I want to see uh, little Elliot. Where's Elliot and uh, Zachary and Jensen and Grandma and Grandpa and whatever other family members you'd like to have up here with you right now? Where's little Elliot at? Come here, let's see. Are you, you, you grandma? Have I met y'all? Grandma and grandma? It's been a long time. Good to see you. God bless you. Come on over here. Come on. Good deal. Now he's asleep. I'm going to fix that for you. <laughs> Come here. Come here, little one. Come here. It's all right, Mama. I haven't never dropped one yet. Jesus' name. Okay, everybody. Got a bald head. Yeah. Not going to stay that way. Don't worry. I got you. I know. It's all right. I get it too. It's okay. Jesus, I speak blessings over little Elliot. May he stay healthy. May he stay strong. I pray, Lord God, that the path that you have for him, the destiny that you have for his life, may it intersect with what you have, Lord. May his path intersect with your destiny. May all the days of his life be centered around you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for him. And I call him blessed. I call him anointed with a future. You said, I know the plans that I have for you, and they're plans of hope and of the future that you've hoped for, not of calamity or trouble. And I just speak blessings upon him in Jesus' holy name. May the peace that's upon him right now, Lord God, be upon this family. I'm going to give them back to you, Mama, so I can actually anoint with oil. Oh, thank you, Danny. Now, that was for him. And I know you're, you're raised in a godly family and that all the days of your life are also going to be centered around raising him up in the admonition and nurture of the Lord. Who knows, maybe be a preacher someday. Maybe be, uh, oh, the grandpa goes, yes! Uh, uh, maybe a guitar player. What do you do? Ooh, maybe a bass guitar player. There you go. Right on. <laughs> you got to have the whole band. There you go. Awesome. Um, so I want to, it's not just you. It's you all as well because you support them in all that they do. And then grandma back here, right? Great grandma? Get in here, great grandma. Oh, bless your heart. Huh? Oh, well, you don't worry about the camera too much right now. No. I'll tell you what, grandpas, reach in, reach in. Grandmas, put your hand on the grandpas. There you go, beautiful. In the name of Jesus, 
Thank you, Lord. I just speak over this dad, over this mom, that all the days of their life, they will make sure that this little one, Lord, searches. He can't find anything in life without looking through you, Lord Jesus. That's the deal. And bless these grandparents as well. In the glorious name of Jesus, amen, amen. All right, I guess I didn't upset him too bad. Here's some flowers for you, and I'll give these to you. And there's uh, little Elliot's uh, first Bible. I call you all blessed. Let's give them a big hand. Awesome. And Michael, come here. Michael, Tony, or Orbra, did I say that right? Bliss. I decided to go with just Michael, and he's sleeping. He's been sleeping for a while, so he's should... just... Oh, hi there. Oh, I agree. I agree completely. All right, let me see if I can make this work. Come here for a second. It's okay. It's okay. Don't throw up on me. No, you can. Jesus. There you go. <laughs> oh, a little bit of... Man, I feel the anointing of the Lord. Presence of God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I don't know what little Michael's going to be, but you do, because you mapped out his whole life before he ever breathed his first breath. And I just lay my hand upon him. Now I hold him now, Lord God, and may the anointing of the Lord surge into his life and his body. May he stay healthy. May he stay strong. Mm, Jesus' name. I don't know why the word came across my head. Super smart. Super smart. Maybe he's going to be a genius at something. Hmm? Jesus' name. It's blessings, health, in every way. And Lord, as I've already said, may, may the steps of his life intersect with the destiny and plan that you have for him. And may nothing ever take him away from it. In Jesus' name. Or I'm going to give him back to you. That was awesome. You okay? okay, you can have one. No more grandkids. We have nine. That's already too many. All these will be my grandkids. Wow. All right. So you've heard what I've had to say. Because that's this really is this little guy. He's not even gonna. Oh, I got a dirty look, y'all. I was gonna say he's not even gonna remember, but he does right now. He's not. But someday you're gonna show him the certificate, maybe even the dried flowers, and share with him what took place. This is. This is about you all. This is about you all. And saying that no matter what happens in life, we are not gonna, we're not going to veer away from God, and we're going to make sure that this little guy finds Jesus his whole life, no matter what. Don't ever take a step away from Christ. May everything that he finds, the future bride that he'll have, you know, what, 30, 40 years from now, right? May that, yeah, he's going to, yeah, right on. May, may that, that girl be also raised up in Jesus, and may he have to search. He won't, I just speak in Jesus' name that he's not going to search from girl to girl to girl to girl. 
He's going to only find the one that God has destined for him through God. He's going to find him because he's looking for her through God. I speak destiny over this family, Lord. I speak blessings over them both. And I ask, Lord God, that you would just give them a special anointing from today forward that they didn't even have from today forward. In Jesus' name. And grandpas, do you have anything you want to say? Anything you'd like to say? All right. Well, I call you, I call you blessed. Here's some flowers for you and a certificate of, uh, of dedication and the little Bible. All right. Let's give them a big hand. Can we do that? Awesome. What a good time. I don't think it's something we need to rush through. Just have a good time with it. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach. <laughs> Diane's already done a good enough job for that. We have about four minutes, and I just want to share a couple of announcements with you, and then we'll dismiss you for the day. I want to uh, stop for just a second and thank all of you who are visiting today. There may be some of you that you're simply visiting because uh, one of your your, your family of those that have dedicated today. And maybe there's others that just said, well, I'm just going to check out that church today. And we thank you so much for being here online. We thank you. Hey, can we give a warm welcome to all of our guests here and online as well? Amen. Amen. And praise God, the, uh, YouTube didn't shut us down. That's pretty awesome. Pretty cool deal. Uh, we've had that happen before. Usually, I don't think we've had it happen during a service, but sometimes it has happened after it's been posted. Um, okay, so a couple of announcements that I need to share with you. Uh, adopt a family. Uh, we have been uh, working toward uh, adopting families for Christmas, and I have a note here that when you bring in your gifts, please label who they are for. Example, family one belt goes to dad. Is that how you want it? And Jamie, can you stand up or wave your hand? Because Jamie's kind of spearheading that so you can see her for any additional uh, questions about it. And then uh, next Sunday is the 20th, and that's our actual Christmas Sunday. It's going to be Family Sunday, so all of our children's ministry will be in here together with us as well. And so it'll be a, a big crowd uh, again, and we'll have a, just a powerful time. Christmas candlelight service, Christmas Eve. We're invited to come out and be in this service with us. I do need to say that this service is typically packed, and that's when we have the aisles closer together and nearly 200 chairs in the room. There's only, I think, 104 with a, maybe a little overflow this morning, but 104 chairs in the room. So we've had reservations where people have been able to call in and make reservations. Those are filled. Uh, it has been something is, I don't want to have to have people go into an overflow room somewhere else to watch the candlelight service. I want us somehow to all be together. So what we're going to do is we're going to open up this back wall and we're going to set some chairs up out in the main foyer area out there. We want to let you know that if you have called in to get a reservation and those reservations are already filled because we can only typically put, I know that doesn't make any sense for me to say we only put 75 in the room when we probably have 100 in the room this morning. But anyway, uh, we want those that have called to receive a, a reservation to be able to get chair to see, get seated here in the room. 
the other seating will be right out there in the main hall, and you will be able to hear, and you'll be able to see everything. And so there'll be somebody that'll be standing at the door asking if you got a, uh, did you reserve a seat? If you say no, they're going to ask you to be seated in the overflow area for that time. So please just be patient with us as we uh, work through it, and we're going we're to have a great time. I'm looking forward to the candlelight service. And then on Sunday the 27th, we're going to have a water baptism, and I'm always excited about that and love to have a lot of fun with it. And so you can sign up to be baptized either online in our digital bulletin, or you can go to the information center, and they will help you get signed up. I think we have, how many we have scheduled right now? Two scheduled for baptism on the 27th. Amen. Stand with me for a minute, and let me send you out blessed. All of you that are back in the overflow area, thank you so much for being a part of our service today. We are so grateful for you. I don't know if we've done this already, but I always want to just kind of give a hand to those folks that are back in the overflow room. They make a sacrifice to, you know, so it's pretty cool, pretty cool deal. Well, I pray that the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you and protect you. Make his face shine upon you, his countenance go before you. May he be gracious to you. May you find peace and may you be strengthened in the Lord. We call you blessed. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you Wednesday night for a great service. God bless you.